Hello and welcome to the Designing Hollywood podcast. I am your host today, Mike Mazzalotti, sitting down with Marilyn Vance. And we have an amazing guest today for you. Uh, we have Bina Dagler on. She is the Emmy nominee for costume design on Miss America, as well as the costume designer on the Disney's recent movie, Mulan. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, Bina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So how does it go from when you worked on Zookeeper's Wife to something so different to Mulan? Like, and uh, you had somebody else with you. How, like, that feels so different. Like, the, the eras are different. The clothing is different. So how do you, like, how do you stay in that mindset of, you know, the project you're in right now? Because everything you've done is, I mean, I was going through your, your, uh, your portfolio, and it's across the board, just different time eras, different, just, I mean, Mulan alone is just extravagant. Because you can go much deeper into details through embroidery, through um, through the fluidness of all the um, shapes and fabrics that you use, and um, you can put much more texture to your to the costume design. So um, my inspiration was based on, of course, on China and Chinese history. But then we make our own mix. Um, we made like our own recipe yeah. um, for, we created our own Mulan yeah. together with, with Nikki and the other HODs. That's amazing. And it looked just, I mean, on the screen alone, it pops so much. And the, I mean, the, like when you watch from a Disney movie as an animation, most, most of that pops off the screen to you. So it's so, the way you guys did it in live action and still got that same feel is amazing. Yeah, we. I went. I started in the movie with a lot of color in the mm -hmm. village. Um, that was like something that I really wanted to do, so that it cheers everybody up, the audience. Um, and and then I think yeah, I played a lot with the colors, mm -hmm. and there I took some inspirations from the animation. Um, and that was somehow important for us yeah. to see where we can go, where we can take the colors. So how much time between knowing you got the movie that you're going to work on until you start, like how much research time do you kind of get before you have to just make the first decision and go with it? Well, that's the, Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yes, I really had like a lot of time to to get into um, the subject and, and to find out what I really wanted to mm -hmm. do. And then I had just an amazing and amazing crew yeah. with so many great artists um, that surrounded me and supported me and, and we just like really tried to find the best ideas yeah. and and to put them on the screen. Yeah. And I can see that being, um, you think you get so much time. It also, I feel like could also be intimidating to know, like you have this much time, like, you know, it needs to be, you know, they gave you so much time that it needs to be not perfect, but as close to it as possible. So do you double guess yourself a lot? Or do you kind of know that you, when you see something you like, you just know deep down, this is it. 
I had some ideas really like from the first second on, mm -hmm. like very, very soon in the first yeah. week. For example, the, the colors, the colorful village, I had it super clear from the mm -hmm. beginning. Um, also, the wraparound dress of her for the matchmaker scene was also there in the first um, in the first oh, week. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, for example, the character of amazing, beautiful, our witch, that was a longer process. Mm -hmm. um, we started with a complete other idea, um, oh, Nikki okay. and I. And Nikki, said worked then, on Zookeeper's Wife with you as well? Sorry? You said, I'm sorry, Nikki, was that the, the person who worked on Zookeeper's Wife with you as well? Well, Nikki was the, Nikki Caro, the director. Oh, okay. Sorry. There you go. Okay. So you work directly with the director to like when you're going through the costumes and stuff. So was it hit? When did you guys decide it was the wrong direction? Was that more of you saying I'm not liking this? Or was that more the director just wanting to change it up a little? I think it was not that we thought that we were wrong. It was just like um, we developed the character. Oh, okay. And we found just out like a little bit like a psychological um, journey mm. when we started to question who is really our witch, what is her purpose in our movie. Oh, I love that. And then also the input of the actress. Mm. And when you start like to discuss it, we just realized that, yeah, perhaps we have to go into another direction. Yeah, that's so great. So you really are kind of just creating everything with your vision and like knowing what the movie is, but also what it can, you know, like that really is. Yeah. And like with vision, intuition, mm -hmm. and then through a lot of concept art. Yeah. So that is a huge tool that you just like make concept art and you see, um, where could you go? Mm. Yeah. Have you got, I mean, like we, I mentioned before, like your, movies and projects you've worked on have spanned so many different I'm, i mean just even genres generations so when you are doing something that's so pronounced as mulan and has just such a like a specific vision like is it easier to work on something like that when you kind of know what everyone expects or is it harder because you don't want to let down the people that expect mulan you know um well, I think that, of course, like we were all nervous, mm -hmm. but we all supported us, yeah. like each other. And and then you just, you are all together in the same boat. Yeah. Somehow we had always the feeling that um, we are making something really powerful. Mm. Yeah. And And for me, it was very fluid, my work. The progress, you know, I, I I didn't feel felt intimated by anything. Okay, I just thought, okay, I can go for it, and I can really be creative, and I can really try out what can I do. And then I had like this amazing crew behind me; they just like went with me. Yeah, that's what I've noticed a lot um, when I t when, like hearing from a lot of the designers. You, got, I mean, your crew is so important to what you work with. Do you work with a lot of the same people between the movies or is it kind of like a new project, new crew, and then you just have to kind of, you know, see how it works? 
Well, I normally try to have always somebody next to me who knows me mm-hmm. and I know that person. I think that is very important. Yeah. That you have somehow confidence in the other person and you know um, the style and, and that is very supportive. But as we Mulan was shot in China and in New Zealand, of course, I met a lot, a lot of new people yeah. because you can't take yeah. everybody when it was a huge crew. So and I also like that. I think it is amazing the amount of people that you meet in our job and, and you can be creative with them. That has something really, really beautiful, too. Yeah. That's awesome. And so you've worked on so many different projects, but have any, like Mulan, when you know you hear Mulan, you hear Disney, you know I people are going to see it. Like, is that going into something like, because a lot of times you put out a movie and you hope you get a big audience, but this is almost a guaranteed everyone's going to see Mulan. Does that kind of stick with you more during the, or do you kind of t- try to not think about that and just do what you think, you know, you see? I am a person who lives very much the moment, mm. you know, of each step yeah. that I'm in. And I don't think too much what the future will bring because <laughs> you certainly never know. Yeah. And I think we all realize this at the moment due to the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I'm preparing a movie or when I'm on a, on a movie, then I just think at the moment about this process, mm. about the process of the shooting. Yeah. And of course, I try to make a very attractive costume design for each project so that the audience get attracted to our movie. Yeah. But on the other side, I know that I can never hit all the tastes. It's something that is just not possible. So somehow you have to do your own and have try to have fun. Yeah, yeah. stick with what got you there, you know? <laughs> You're there for a reason, so. But you've also worked on other projects that, again, get a ton of eyes. Like, you did um, Mrs. America. Like, that's something where, I mean, since I was growing, that's been, everyone watches that, You and that's extravagant. So that's not just a move. You're doing something more live, uh, I believe. So how was that whole experience? It was, was another amazing project because I think it is, I love it when you work on a, on a movie or on a TV show with such an amazing message mm-hmm. and about such an amazing, important subject as emancipation and equal rights are at the moment. And I take that then really, really serious. I want that there I'm really like into, I want to make it, as attractive as possible to the audience mm-hmm. because I want that everybody gets the message that we are still not in complete equal rights for every human being on this planet. Mm-hmm. And it's time that we move on. And that is somehow the message of Miss America. So um, therefore I was really, really very, very engaged with, with, with the TV show that we did. Yeah, and you actually were nominated for an Emmy as well on the show, which is amazing. That's, you know, that's so, that's something that's, I mean, a huge show, a huge award. That's great. How did that feel? Did you, have you ever thought that was going to happen? You know, especially when you started, like that's such a big, everyone knows the Emmys, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. So when you worked on um, the like Miss America, how does this compare to say a movie that you're doing? Which I know this is more like was it? I'm not sure if it's a live TV, but it's like a TV tape. It's like constantly happening, like costume changes. Was like the lot? Like what do you think is more challenging as a costume designer? Something more like TV, or do you think the movies? Since you know you have, more, I feel like you might have more time, but you also it's one piece. Well, for me, what I with the TV shows where I found it very difficult is that I don't have all the scripts, mm. or that you have like a Bible and you have more or less an idea what will happen. But um, of course, there is always in all these months are still um, writing going on, mm. and and I find that is is really a challenge because I did much more uh, movies. Yeah. So I'm normally more used to have somehow um, a concrete uh, idea yeah. where we go and where where the character goes. Mm -hmm. And um, on a TV show, you you have to have a lot of intuition and guessing sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and then also the long pe the long term, you know, that was a lot of months again um, on the same project. Yeah. You were mentioning before how you like to tell your stories about like the characters and stuff, especially with what they're wearing. So that definitely sounds like it'll pose a challenge, not knowing what, you know, what's happening further on in the show, just kind of having to make a decision right now. But it's yeah, when you don't know the ending, what are they like? That's definitely I could see how that's not as easy as just this is the beginning, middle end. This is what I want it to look like. So. I always work very closely with the actors mm -hmm. and their vision of their characters. It's for me super important. And so sometimes you, like we are talking and then we, we just realize, okay, we have to wait a little bit and see um, and wait for the next <laughs> Yeah. to read all the progression. That's so funny that even the actors are in that position where they're even thinking like, I let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's it like that. So I also noticed when I was going through some of your videos that, um, I mean, you speak English, you speak, I believe, German, you speak Spanish. I saw one of the videos you're speaking Spanish very well. Is this something you just learned over time, like meeting people and traveling? Or is this something that you actually like took time to like, I want to know all these languages? No, I was a complete, um, how do you say it in English, school failure. Yeah. <laughs> I was completely, I mean... And so I learned it through traveling. Mm. Yeah. Because I speak also French. Oh, wow. Okay. See, <laughs> that's. <laughs> no, but it was like with my French, it was my, my sister lives in France. And then, you know, standing in front of 200 extras and just trying to explain them something. Somehow I had to open up my mind to all the languages oh, wow. to get done my job. Yeah. That's amazing. So then how is it then working? So you know all these languages. Then you go to China to work on Mulan. And I, you probably don't know Chinese or Mandarin or whatever. No. So how is it when you work with a set and working with a group of people that have that language barrier? Is it more, you know, obviously it's going to be challenging, but do you find that they tend to work, like, you know, work with you more or try, like, is it more writing stuff down, showing picture? Like, how did you guys kind of translate what you're looking for? Oh, we had actually a very, very super professional Chinese crew oh, okay. that are 
they spoke English. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, then they they helped us, and they were like our translators. Oh, that's great. And then they, because we did also most part of the shoot was in New Zealand, but actually on my crew, um, they came with us. They came to New Zealand, oh, a lot wow. of um, Chinese crew, mm -hmm. and um, we are still in contact. And for example, one of the girls um, I have now on my trope here in Berlin. Oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. So how have you worked? So I, I take there's probably a good amount of people that you've worked with on different sets, different movies. Is there um is there one movie or project you worked on that just not even the project, but the the group and the people you were with that you just like that always jumps into your mind? Like, man, this one project was just so fun and so great. I know you've done so many fun things, but. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm, I'm a super privileged yeah. person because. <laughs> I have so many great projects with such a great group, and um, but I think Mulan was very special. They, my crew, they brought me to the airport at the end with the party bus. Oh my god! Because everybody wanted to bring me to the airport. That's amazing. Well, it looks like you also make a good uh, a good um, impression on everyone you work with. You know, especially if you're staying and working in the business this long with this many different amazing projects. Like the one thing I actually noticed, you did uh, the movie Che. That's, I mean, talk about period. That's you nail. I mean, even the the way that they're. I know people think like, well, they all dress a certain. I mean, the whole thing was looked amazing. Like, did you have? Did you feel like you had a lot of decision on like what you wanted them to look like, or everyone kind of sees these pictures of what they're wearing already? You know, like, did you ha like to make it seem like real but also your own? How did you kind of get through that? Well, I think the big challenge on the Che was that, first of all, it looks like that they always wear everybody the same green uniform. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was not like that. Okay. There was a huge development between the early 60s uniforms and then they move on. Mm -hmm. And then the later version when they were in, um, in Bolivia. Mm -hmm. And so... First of all, of, of course, again, you start with a huge research and then you realize, okay, there the pocket was like this and in that he had only one pocket and, and this one, this changed, then the fabric changed. So you somehow get a complete military um, specialist. Yeah. Then the problem was like to find the right cotton mm. to rebuild all these uniforms. Then you have to dye it in the, in the perfect green shape that works. Yeah. And then, like, we shot the Che Guevara um, backwards oh. due to the hair of um, Benicio because he didn't wear a wig. So we started at the end. Oh, wow. So all the aging of all the costumes had to be, we started really when they were broken down mm -hmm. and, and after two years of revolution. And and then they went slowly to a, to each time to a newer stage. Yeah. And so we had to do a, a huge aging um, job, and, uh, and and that that was really a big big challenge. Yes, and I know that everybody just thinks, oh my god, she just put some uniforms <laughs> on. But, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how many uh, uniforms do you think you had, like for the lead? Like when you have the when you age, you have to you age it first, then you guys start shooting. So do you have like 
different levels of the aging on the jacket till it's new yet like um, and so I think that um, Benicio had something like 80 shirts. Whoa. <laughs> and he definitely, he used them all. Oh, my God. I, he could use like 15 shirts a day. So. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, because in between, it was hot. We were always in the jungle, the different stages of aging. Oh, my God. And this is something yeah. you have to kind of keep an eye on because I feel like the movie, they're they probably have it kind of on the side of their head. But for you, you must be like, hey, guys, this is the wrong. Like, we need this aging. Like, you know, they had to probably listen to you on where the clothing would be for that part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. But I have also to say that Benicio is one of these actors who got it has a very <laughs> like um, had a very big knowledge about everything at that moment. Oh, that's amazing. That must have been such a crazy, like how close were you working with someone like him? Like, are you guys like speak, like talking a lot back and forth or. Every oh my morning. God. That's amazing. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. So how some, all right. So I, we felt like we are, we are the revolution team. Oh. Like we are doing our own, own revolution. We were fighting yeah. during all these both movies. That's amazing. <laughs> and you're really good. I mean, you've also gotten people talking about to your period piece, like to stay in the year and be accurate. The accuracy is so hard because for some reason people notice any mistake. So the, and the fact that you've gotten not only, I mean, you got accolades from people saying how, how detailed you are to this. Is that from just, you know, you just go, you do really a lot of research or is that just something you just kind of are good at? Or do you like, do you really try to make sure you nail the period? I try to nail the period. Mm -hmm. And, and I think I also try to know when it's really important that I nail it, you know, because for example, on, on Miss America, I took some license because I wanted to make it a little bit more modern and more appealing to the younger audience. Mm -hmm. um, but for example, on the Che Guevara, I really, really tried to be as accurate as I could. And we had all the time um, advisors with us. And I think we had like an archive of 8,000 pictures. Oh my, yeah, that's incredible. So when you guys were doing the movie, did you got did you pick kind of like you were mentioning where the military garb changes over time, the pockets change? Did you guys kind of pick where you like what version of it you wanted, or did you just kind of realize like what year did this happen? This is the like just whatever it was you did that. We matched absolutely the facts, like you know we knew where they were at the moment in, in, in Cuba, um, what happened. And then we tried to match, for example, okay, this was this, this picture is of this camp mm. and we are referring this scene um, near to Santiago or near to, I don't know where they were. And then we just matched our photo research to the scene that we were oh, shooting. Man, that is so cool. That, that just sounds so like exciting to like, actually be looking at real photos and then like you know you have to bring this to life because watching that it just feels like you're there it feels like i mean yeah even when you look at the clothing you're like how where, where did this come from like how is that around but you have to i guess make it like people like you have to recreate this because there's not going to have 
you know, uniforms from that long ago that are new. And then as they get worn, that's, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it was all made. And of course, like I, I did a trip to Cuba first and, and got samples and talked to a lot of people and then to Bolivia and talked to a lot oh of people. And, and we just always exchanged the, our research. Yeah. So what is, I mean, you've been so far just hearing this, you've been to China, you've been to Bolivia, you've been to Cuba, you've been to some pretty crazy, <laughs> some gnarly places. That, I mean, this is just all from your job as costume designing it. Who would have thought that brings you, I mean, around the globe? That's incredible. Yes, yes. So do, and I did on, on the Snowden movie, we did a whole, we, we, we did a whole world trip. Oh my, like, so where, where would you think is your favorite place that you've been, even if you weren't working there, that you've just traveled to so far? Well, I have to say that my, I think my favorite place is New oh, Zealand. I was going to say, awesome. <laughs> that makes me so excited. I hear that from so many people, how amazing New Zealand is. And from hearing someone that goes everywhere to still say news, that's all right. Very cool. You hear that New Zealand? You guys are awesome. All right. That's amazing. So you said right now you're in Germany and that's where you are. Uh, that's where you were born. How long were you? I believe, right? I'm, I, I saw that online. I don't know that personally, but how long were you um, in Germany before you decided? Uh, I mean, like, did you start doing all your costume design in Germany? Did it like, where did it like your career blossom up from? So as I said that I was very bad at school, I left school super mm -hmm. early and I'm actually a tailor, I'm a professional tailor. Mm -hmm. And um, then a costume designer hired me to be her assistant and that was like in my early 20s, mm -hmm. super early 20s. And I worked like four years on German and international co-productions in Germany. And then I decided that somehow I needed a, a change and I moved to Spain. Ooh. And since then I'm living in Spain. So I'm actually, I spend more time in, in, of my life in Spain than in Germany now already. Okay. And I have my family in Spain. I love Spain. I love to live in Madrid. Oh, that's so cool. But mainly I work traveling yeah. around. So, all right, so right now Spain is your hub, but you're everywhere. I mean, you'll wherever you get a job, you'll fly to, I mean, you have flown across halfway, I mean, across the whole world doing this. Yes. And that's so cool. Yes. And you're still, I mean, you're still working and doing this. So this isn't something, is this something that to you that is just, I mean, this is your, it's a lifestyle obviously, but is it something that you never want to, like, you don't need to retire from it. You just enjoy it. You just love the work. Yes, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I really love my job and it is because it's so creative and it's really, um, it's somehow also my life, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, my, it, it works well with, with who I am. Yeah. Well, I mean, you okay. seem to be staying busy. Like even just like I was going through just your rant, like your most previous, you know, movies and stuff you worked on. And there's so many just from a couple of years ago, like, uh, was it only lovers left alive? I believe I was watching some parts of that and that is, I mean, just visually that's incredible. Like I don't, uh, that movie, that must've been so fun. Cause that's something where, again, you do like Che or you do Mulan where you kind of have 
not like a, a hole you have to go through, but people expect something. With a movie like this, I feel like it gives you creative freedom to just you create this character, you create the feel, you create that. Like, is that what it was like, or is that still on your other movies? Do you feel like it still kind of has a direction? Because some of these, it feels like the. How did you even think of this? I think you know there are like. There are projects where the story is very precise, like on Miss America, like you had the real iconic feminists and aunties and Phyllis Lovely, and that was our direction where mm -hmm. we went. And then on Only Lovers Left Alive, you have this very, very uh, individual, creative director like Jim Jarmusch, mm -hmm. who has a very particular own style and... Um, you get inspired by him yeah. and you get inspired by his script. It's his story. It's what he feels, what he wanted to tell. And um, with Jim Jarmusch, I, I had done already another job before. And so I somehow knew already his visual um, language. Mm. And, and then... Of course, I, I had worked also with Tilda Swinton before and with John Hood, and 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 that always helps when you reunite, yeah. you get together in a room and you start to create another character, and suddenly you know you think, who are these vampires? Um, how would they dress after five hundred years of living? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so cool that sounds honestly like one of the most fun parts to me is when you go on a new movie like looking around like okay who do i work with on it like seeing that familiar face walk in and getting that excitement of like kind of like a summer camp for a while like oh we're gonna work on this project you've done it before together and i bet it like you said it gives you a little bit more confidence in yourself because you guys believe in each other so it helps you guys kind of take these big risks yeah you're absolutely right it, it, it is really great when you can trust already the other person and, and like when you had spent already some times, um, that makes it much easier. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds amazing. So, I mean, you've been, you said you started as an assistant for four years. Did you, when you were tailoring, did you know you wanted to go into this field? Cause I mean, you obviously became a tailor because you enjoyed that. So was this something that kind of just fell into, like you were an assistant and then one day, you know, the assistant becomes the master. Is that kind of how it happened? Or like, what was that transition to where you went from, you know, answering people to being the person telling people like. Yeah, I think I was like, it was a natural transition. Hmm. Um where I suddenly got offered in Spain um, to design um, a movie that then in Spain got a huge, huge hit. It was the first Spanish blockbuster. Oh, that's cool. And, um, and that was your first, you that, managed that, like that, you were the head designer, like that was your first project? It was my first big project as a, as a costume designer. And on top, it got like the first Spanish blockbuster. And, um, did you know that when you were, and yeah, in Spain, it is a very, very um, particular movie because you know, when there's movies, when suddenly the people in, on the street start to talk the same language as, you know, and, and repeat yeah, yeah. sentences of the, movie. it was some, Oh, that's like exciting. That. And, so, I mean, you're still in, and from then I 
I started to work in Spain regularly as a costume oh, designer. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So that definitely must have been a great, like, for your uh, career working on this movie that your first movie is a blockbuster. That's amazing. Like, most, you know, so that's, did you know that it was going to be that big when you were working on it? Or did it just, oh, no. that's awesome. So you had no. We were very, like, it was a huge surprise. Oh my God. So you, did you go at all, when, it, when the film came out and you guys started realizing, like, oh, my God, this is big. Like, how was that? Yeah. Did you did you guys all get back together? It was, it was amazing. Yeah. We had a lot of parties. We had a lot of celebration. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like that must be even more exciting when you just do something with a group of people that love it. And then you guys start getting those phone calls or emails like, hey, this is really doing well. And then it's like, because for, like, how long between you're finished on the project till it comes out for people to see? That's like a, a chunk of time, right? Oh, it depends completely. You know, it depends how much special effects mm. there are. It depends on the timing. It depends on so yeah. many. So for this project, from your your first project you're done, was it like, say, like six months before? Or was it... Because I feel like when you guys started getting the news of it hitting, it must have been so long after where you're just like, oh, yeah, that thing I did was doing great. I, I think it was perhaps a year Oh, my God, after. that's a long time. <laughs> that's what I mean. So, Yeah, but that is like the normal thing, yeah, you know. But that's what I'm saying. A year goes by yeah. and you guys are just thinking everything's normal. And then this thing comes out and it's just life changing, like a blockbuster like movie people repeating lines like you did the costume on that must be i mean i bet like you're saying you're living in spain now i bet to this day if you mention that movie people know that movie that's great yeah oh, yes. that's that's so cool yes. yeah. that's exciting so exciting yeah that is, because i'm german you know they are then often surprised they said oh and you're german and you did this movie because like i did some very spanish yeah, movies yeah. you know like the almodova movies mm -hmm. i did it's also like, oh, you're German and you did, you worked on with, with Pedro Almodova. And I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. So you've not only worked, I mean, you worked in Hollywood here. You worked in basically, I mean, you did the first blockbuster in Spain. That's incredible. So you really are just in all the different, you, I mean, you, you spanned across all the different cultures and different, you know, I guess even languages, like you said, I mean, you speak multiple languages. So do, are you still, do you get excited still when you work on a new project that you have no, like, it's just a blank slate and it's, it, you still find that, like, I know it sounds weird because like you've don't, done it for so long, but from the first day you get that job, does it still give you that spark of excitement or do you just look at it as a job? Like, okay, here's what I'm doing this year. Well, I think that is the amazing thing about our job that every new script is exciting. Mm. Yeah. It's always exciting. It's always amazing. Oh my God, I can start to design again. I can start to think about the new character, about what is the character, where is it going? How can you describe him with your um, costumes? Yeah. And here's another question. You, I mean, you're, what you're wearing right now is fantastic. Do you feel pressure to always have in a make because you're a designer do you feel pressure like to i need to look like do you design your clothes do you go buy clothes like what's your kind of when you go for yourself oh i'm kind of a designer <laughs> so it's one of those like you know the artist's painting that he gives away is better than his own kind of thing <laughs> mm. <laughs> well you have such a great eye yeah i'm very careful 
casual. I'm I'm super casual. Oh, okay. Well, you would never tell from all the movies I've seen you work on. I mean, it every even the Che movie, those it looks like a simple like garb what they're wearing, but it pops off the screen and like like even so when you're filming, do you think about the backgrounds before like when because obviously if you're wearing like a certain green, it's gonna look better against maybe a white or a gray compared to like a black or a dark red. Does do you know kind of that like um, before going into it, or is it kind of you just hope that it's you know it'll pop still? Oh no, I try to I try to get that under control mm. before we have like. The backgrounds are super yeah. important. It's very important that you work together with the production mm-hmm. designer and that you really share all the information. So, it's the same like with hair and mm-hmm. makeup. It is such a tight collaboration between the the all the departments to get um, to come to a very great final. Um, yeah. A final um, movie product. It's really important that that I know about Mm -hmm. the backgrounds and that I check with yeah about the. So they're probably checking in with you too, like the hair and makeup, and saying, "Do you think this would work with what you're doing?" So, do do you ever find that as a challenge of when someone has an idea that just won't work with your idea? Like, how do you guys kind of compromise or figure out what's best for the movie? Yeah, that can sometimes be a challenge. Because sometimes I have an idea and I don't want to mm-hmm. give it up and, and, and it doesn't work for some reasons and, and or somebody doesn't like it or and that sometimes of course is somehow um, sad but in our job you have to be super mm-hmm. flexible yeah because there are so many elements that we have to consider and that we have to learn about it so. Um, yes, that's a challenge. So I just going through some of your other movies and stuff you worked on, you worked on like something like manifesto. So how is that comparative? Cause again, like so many of your movies are so different and everything. Like when you, when you say yes to a project, do you, cause I would say with someone that like you get obviously accolades on how good you are at like period pieces, you don't pigeonhole yourself into, Oh, I just want to do these. So do you pick up some of these other projects because they're so different or do you just like the script or like, like how do you decide on a yes? If like when you, someone sends you something. Um, well, I definitely on a project like manifesto, you know, um, if, because manifesto is is a video installation mm-hmm. for museums, mm-hmm. and so the director is a friend of mine who is a very famous German video artist. Mm-hmm. And when he approached me the first time, I just thought, "Oh my God, um, I could collaborate on a project that then will be hanging in a museum." Yeah, and I just thought I I. I, I I never thought that the work of my work would be seen in in a museum. Yeah, and of course I jumped <laughs> on it immediately because and on top he was um, he he's German he is my same age so we had a lot of of um, things like in common and um, 
they are these video installations, they are projects we had, we don't have any money, mm. really no money. Um, but it, that doesn't matter. It's just super interesting to, to be part of an art piece. Yeah. So how is that challenge from, like you said, like being in a museum and with no budget, you go from, you know, being like on a Disney movie and doing like you span from going there with pretty much one of an, not an endless budget, but you know, you have so much money to go to like something that you're doing because you love it. You think you like you both sides believe in this project. Do you like what challenges did you face because of not only the lack of budget, but also knowing it's just, it's not a movie. It's not TV. It's its own thing. Uh, like what, like did you face anything that you didn't expect? When you just try like really to, to be super creative without um, money, mm -hmm. <laughs> like um, really have good ideas and, and, and try to, to, to do it like from, from scratch and, and, um, and then as it is an artist, um, the, the director, we also normally we talk about scripts sometimes even two years before. Oh, wow. For example, from Manifesto, um, I heard like two years before we even then started to shoot. Mm. And, and so it was a constant like chatting and developing and, and, um, what do you think about it? And, um, and for example, now already I also have his next script and it will happen perhaps in three years. Oh, wow. But it, it, it it's like a pro it's very slow mm -hmm. process, but, but super interesting. Yeah. So did you, and then to have, to have Kate Blanchett to dress, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, so, and do you have a team when you do this one or was it mostly just you? Cause again, with no budget, it kind of hinders how many people you can get too. I had my, um, my very beloved German assistant with me okay. and we know each other. She also came with me to Mulan. We did um, the Jim Jarmusch movie together. We did a lot of, lot of projects together oh, that's great. and she knows Berlin very well. We shot a manifesto in Berlin. And then the good thing is also that um, I knew already Kate's um, makeup artist and the hair designer also. So we were all we were all together already somehow a crew. Mm, okay, so that's so. And that yeah, and you guys all must have known like you know this is you know you guys knew the piece and knew everything. So it's so great that all these people you worked with come together to do you know something that they love and believe in because you're not chasing the the money on it. You're doing it more because this is something. Yeah. Let's. Um, you want to be with these people during 10 days mm -hmm. and you just go for it. It's just like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Let's come all together and let's do it and have fun and enjoy it and, and just give everything. And then if you have, if you are surrounded by an actress like Kate, who is really so, so engaged with all her work, mm -hmm. um, of course, that's, that animates everybody to do the same. Yeah. And did you, so did you guys obviously, like when the, it went up in the museum, you guys, you went and saw it like uh, live or did you, are you want, like you didn't want to see, or like, did you go check it out after? Like with people there? Went to the, um, 
I went to the museum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did that feel? Because I know it's it must be so different. You see yourself on you see yourself on TV. You see yourself in a movie. Now you're seeing it in a museum. You're really that's. I mean, it's super exciting. Yeah, it is wonderful. I I really really enjoyed that. And then um, because it was such a huge success, it traveled around the world. Oh wow! And for example, when it landed in the museum in New Zealand. It was when I was shooting oh, Mulan, so then that's so cool. I went again. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Did, did people from the did you tell people that like, hey, my exhibit's here, or did you just go and not? Yeah, yeah. Of course, everybody went. Oh, that's and, so awesome. and together, and um, and the director came, and that's yeah. so exciting. It must be so cool uh, too, because like you're on the inside. You're, you're like one. Of, it's like being a writer when you're looking at something you worked on. People will walk right by you, talking about the thing that you worked on, not knowing you're the one who designed it. Like that must be just a trip. Even when you hear people mention like Mulan or mention a movie, not knowing that like, oh yeah, I'm the one that did that. So, yeah. So the, the pro. So the project you're working on next, can you talk about it at all? Uh, the one that you're in Germany for, or is that just kind of under wraps, still not able to mention it too much? This, um, the new project of um, the creators of the series Dark. Mm. It was in Netflix. Yeah. And so I'm super excited at this um, period. Mm. And... I'm super excited to work with them because I think that um, Dark was an was an amazing show, and I'm very interested in working with with the director and the showrunner with Bo and Janche. I think they do they they do an amazing um, they have an amazing career. Yeah, that's so exciting. So uh, did you have, so during the COVID, the time off, did you, did that hit you as well with the big time off or were you just kind of reading other scripts and kind of took time to do that? Cause I know it could be a little different for different, you know, people for six months off from, you know, the industry. So, um, well, I lived, I had, we were in lockdown in, in Madrid mm -hmm. and it was a very, very, very strict lockdown during, um, March, April, and May. Mm -hmm. And then like mid-May, it started that there came some projects in and some scripts. And I started to think, okay, um, what is coming next? Mm. But I think that we are all conscious that we don't know what will happen. Yeah. Yeah, because I figure go, starting up a new production, everyone in the back of their head must have that little bit of a thought, like this could just get stopped at any moment for another, you know, shutdown. So do you guys, do you feel like you guys are working faster because of that or just trying not to think about it and just going at whatever the pace is? Um, well, I think we are quite lucky because we are in Germany. Mm -hmm. And that our situation is, is better than perhaps in other countries at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also conscious that it's really unpredictable a little bit. Yeah. But I think I'm always a very positive um, person. So I somehow think it's, we will go all through it and it, it's soon um, 
we always see um, the light again and, and all the productions can start again and, and, and there will be a lot, a lot of work around, yeah. I think. No, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I believe that too. And I, it's also like we, we were talking before about how long between the filming and the making of these movies before they come out or these projects, it does feel like there's been such a long, you know, time with nothing filming that like all the new things that are just getting worked on now, we, we're still not going to see them for another like six months to a year at least. So it does feel kind of like there is this, uh, a, like a lack of, like movies and stuff coming out. So when like like when Mulan came out, like that was probably one of the biggest movies recently that came out. Do you think that the quarantine is kind of not good for, but like people are all watching things a little bit more. You have more time, or did you feel kind of the opposite, where you kind of wish that when things are you know that you're working on because not being in a movie theater completely, people having to get it at home. Like, what do you feel about kind of that? Because when you're making things, I think you do imagine they're going to be seen on a big screen. So now when, you know, a lot of people are taking it at home, do you think about that at all when you're making like decisions right now? Or is it just, um, I think definitely there will be a change, um, that, um, we will consume much more, um, watching great movies at home mm -hmm. on our television mm -hmm. screen, hopefully, and not only on the computer screen. Yeah. Um, for me, of course, my wish is always um, that we can watch episodes or we can watch the movies on the big screen on the cinema because me, myself, I love to go to a museum, but I also love to go to see the movies on on the big screen. I just love to be in the dark cinema, yeah. um, surrounded by a friend or alone or in, and in another audience. And, and it's just a very special um, why to be um, in a theater? Mm, yeah, and I don't want to miss that in my life. Mm. And I still want to be part of movies that are supposedly coming out on in the theaters yeah. um, because I I just I just love it. Yeah. No, I know it does have its own feel to it. So a lot of people are saying that they think that, you know, a lot of movies is going to be a lot more at home viewing. But I, I disagree. I feel I'm where you are with the I think there's something about a big dark room with a couple people that you, you know, you know, then a bunch of strangers all watching something together and reacting on at something together. There's something so great about that. So. Yeah. Time is going fast and it develops. And um, I think we always have to be open-minded mm. um, and have to see what is at the moment the best. Yeah. So what do you, uh, obviously I'm going to go over a couple quick more things. So do you have any stories about either Dumplin' or Volver you want to talk about? Because I know you worked on so many, it's so hard to get your whole portfolio into one hour because you've done so much. Well, I think that um, when they called me for Dumplin', I couldn't believe it because I thought, oh, wow, um, I will be able to dress um, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. <laughs> and that was something that I never thought that would happen because they are really, I thought I'm like too German, too far away. Um, and um, that was just 
super amazing for me. So, so that's crazy for me. Like, uh, like you, so you grew up uh, you know, like in Germany and Spain, and then still you're seeing someone like Jennifer Aniston, and then you know, like the yeah, it's just it's crazy to see how much even films and TV show it just really goes across every like nationality board as long as you can understand it like that i mean that hits like because i know my sister or like my people i know in my life like jennifer Aniston, and that's almost like one of the biggest names for movies and then someone like you as a designer getting to work with someone like that that's really exciting that even yeah like i mean the, the list of actors that you've worked with that is as a designer is incredible yeah i think that like really jennifer aniston is somebody so such a huge American star yeah. and that I thought, oh my God, um, what I'm doing there as a, like a German designer. Um, but I think that they really on the project, they somehow wanted to have another point of view, mm. like an outside point of view for these um, very American story. Yeah. And I did a mood board and um, they liked my vision. So you knew she was in the movie when you got the movie or when you got off. Yes. Okay. So have you ever gotten a movie without knowing the actors quite yet and still just like then find out later? Or do you kind of like to know who's in it so you can kind of start the creative, you know, well, I, I think you often don't know. Um, you often don't have the, the whole cast. Oh, wow. Because most of the times you start actually when you get chosen, um, when you have the, your interview with the director. Oh, wow. And the producers. So that's so cool. Um, so you really, when people get casted, you kind of find out like little by little, like, okay, this person's doing this part. All right. And then you start. Yeah. Wow. See, I thought it would have been the, uh, that's so crazy when you think about how a movie comes together and then what order it is. Because sometimes you don't realize like, all right, what comes first? And then you get the designers there before even a lot of the actors that that must be because when you have someone like Jennifer Aniston or like Benicio, I feel like knowing that going in, you kind of probably start already, you know, developing an idea of what you want it to look like. With the chief, for example, of course, they knew already that it would be Benicio. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it depends often, you know, sometimes you know it and sometimes you don't know mm -hmm. it. So, again, it depends a lot onto the project yeah well you've done so many amazing projects and honestly thank you so much for taking time to sit down and talk to us today this has been thank you so much for having yeah, me no problem it's been a great conversation i loved talking to you um where can people find you to see like i mean i know you have um your a website where where do you want people to kind of look you up where can people follow you um they can i'm they can look at my web page and then i'm on instagram mm -hmm. And um, that's where, more or less it. Where do people find, what's your Instagram handle? Is it just uh, Bina Diagla or I is it? Bina Diagla is my name. Okay. It's easy. And it's like, easy. It, yeah. And your website's the same thing, binadiagla.com? Yes. Okay. So thank you yes. so much for taking the time uh, with us here on Designing Hollywood. And um, thank I, you. Yeah. Again, good luck on all your for, uh, upcoming projects too. Thank you and stay safe. Cool. Cool. No problem. So today, thank you guys so much for listening to Designing Hollywood podcast. Uh, for any further episodes in the future, you guys could check out Designing Hollywood podcast 
anywhere you guys can find podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. It helps us a ton. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all that great stuff. We want to thank our sponsors at Ragvan. Uh, bringing all basically Ragvan is where the designers get all their costumes at. It doesn't just show up at these venues and at these different places. So thank you so much for Ragvan for helping make design, like Hollywood look the way it does and helping design Hollywood. Thank you so much for our listeners. I've been Mike Mazzalotti. Follow me at Mike Mazzalotti. Follow Marilyn Vance. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good one. Thank you to our sponsor, Eddie Marks, with RagVan.com. RagVan is Hollywood's favorite place to rent fully equipped, high-quality trailers used by the entertainment industry to transport costumes and garments to and around filming sets in Hollywood. Also, thank you to our viewers. Be sure to follow Designing Hollywood Podcast on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, and our YouTube channel for complete past and current episodes.